0: Hello and welcome to Planet of the Pets podcast. I'm your host, Alan Lodge, uh, the owner of Newlands Pets, the dog food specialist. And today we've got something a little bit different. We're talking to Jenny from Windy Kitty Cat Cafe. She's involved with helping cats across the whole of Chicago and we have a really, really interesting interview with her. Before we get to the interview, we wanted to talk over a few things in relation to Christmas and your pets, specifically safety uh, over the Christmas period Now, I don't want to sound like there's loads and loads of dangers around the house, but obviously at Christmas we bring stuff in that are a little bit different. So if we think about decorations, things like tinsel um, and ribbons and bows and stuff like that, that we do always hear of cats, sometimes dogs, ingesting those um, and them causing upset and stuff like that. So make sure if you've got... A cat, or specifically if you've got a kitten or a puppy, where you're not entirely sure what they're going to do, maybe it's their first Christmas. It's worth thinking about keeping them out of reach for that reason as well. Then we've obviously got things like food. Um, Fruit cake tends to be around quite a lot at Christmas. Um, raisins, obviously can cause issues for dogs as can the alcohol that's in in a lot of fruitcake i'm sure you're not giving a drink of whiskey or anything like that that's a that's a big no-no and um but there's obviously alcohol in quite a lot of food that we over christmas and of course chocolate um for me, chocolate is an essential part of Christmas. Definitely has to be there. But for for dogs and cats, it can be highly poisonous. Um, so make sure you keep that out of reach of them. Uh, it contains a, something called ferrobromine. I'm not entirely sure whether I'm pronouncing that properly, but, but that's what it's called. Um, and it can cause a huge amount of effects to dogs and cats um, and can be very, very serious from... Uh, all the way up to cardiac arrest, the chances are uh, a tiny little bit you'll be okay, but make sure you keep it out of of reach uh, for your dog and cat um, because it can be serious. And of course, speak to your guests as well, specifically people who might not know it's a problem for your dog and cat. Um, And there's plenty out there they're not to know. If you don't know something, you don't know something. So make sure you mention it to them um, because I've certainly been at at parties and things like that where where the wrong thing has been given to a dog or a cat. And of course, our other side of our specialty, if you don't know, uh, we own a, a nursery as well, is plants. So something a lot of us will bring in uh, in the Christmas period will be mistletoe. Um, now that is poisonous, specifically the berries you need to watch out for, that is poisonous to dogs and cats and and can cause serious issues for people as well. But for dogs and cats, uh, you need to make sure you keep it away from them, hang it nice and high. Uh, and if it is real mistletoe and not the plastic stuff is real mistletoe um the berries over time can drop off um so make sure you you're aware of that that can happen and if you're concerned about that happening and your dog or cat eating it then maybe pick the berries off it doesn't look as nice but equally a trip to the vet isn't what you want to be doing on boxing day Um, and the other thing is poinsettias if you're not entirely sure what they are they're the some people call them the christmas plant um they are the the green plant that have what looks like red flowers on it um the red is actually a bracket, it's a leaf um but yeah that that is something that a lot of people will buy at a supermarket or a garden center over christmas period that is also toxic but it's not it's only if eaten so you get uh, if you break a point you get this sort, sort of a milky sap um and that's what you want to keep away from your pets i would definitely have all of those things i've mentioned in the house over the christmas period but just make sure you're aware of it. Make sure people who won't necessarily know are aware of it and specifically people like children and stuff like that. They might think it's a treat to give a bit of chocolate to a to a dog or a cat or something like that. So just be aware of it and obviously enjoy Christmas. I don't want to sound like, like Scrooge here saying you shouldn't have these things in the house. But it is definitely well worth considering keeping them away. Um, So, yeah, with that said and done, let's get on to our fantastic interview with Jenny from the Windy Kitty Cat Cafe in Chicago. Welcome to the podcast, Jenny.
1: Thank you very much,
0: Alan. Really nice of you to join us. So where are you joining us from?
1: I'm joining you from Chicago, Illinois.
0: Excellent. And tell us a little bit about you and, and why you're on the podcast.
1: I'm on the podcast because I have a cat cafe so we are going to talk about cats and so I'm here.
0: Excellent and so tell us how you got into cats and and actually I confess up until around about three weeks ago I wasn't familiar with cat cafes so tell us a little bit how you got into it and then we go into cat cafes in general.
1: Which cat cafe did you go to?
0: see i haven't been to one i've only looked on the internet <gasps> oh, and things
1: yeah okay i thought you were saying you just went there lady dinah's is over there and um are you in london uh
0: no i think there is cat cafes in london um and it was olivia who you've been corresponding with emails and things who introduced me to the cat cafe world
1: <laughs> i see okay sorry i thought you said you've been to one um so a little bit about me um I've only met one other cat cafe owner that kind of has the same background. I grew up with dogs. I did not think that cats were worth my time. Um, And my parents had convinced me of that because I'm highly allergic to them. Um, And then I started dating my boyfriend. He has a cat. I fell in love, so I just started taking allergy medicine every day. And then my body just kind of got used to the cat um and then that love for that cat grew into me starting to rescue cats off the street me starting to foster bottle babies and then um i went over to scotland i went to edinburgh and we walked by this place and there were these people inside and they were playing with cats and they're sipping on these uh, looked like Starbucks cups, kind of coffee and everything just looked so happy. Mm. And I said, what is that? And while we're walking, I Googled and I found out it was a cat cafe and we never actually got to go back and go in. But um, for whatever reason, I couldn't get it out of my head once I got home. And so I started doing some more research on cat cafes, found out that they're a good avenue for adoption. Um, And I said, oh, I can do something that I love and make a really big difference. And so I think I need to do this. And I started researching. I went to cat camp in New York City. um, And nine months later, we had the Windy Kitty. So here we are now, two years, almost two years into it.
0: Excellent. And the, I'm guessing the concept is that you, you go in, um, do you get a bite to eat, a drink, or do you just play with the kittens? How does it work?
1: So in, in some places, yes. In most places in the United States, no, you don't get the the full on cafe experience. Some cities are very lucky and their cities allow them to do whatever they want. And they can have kind of like a half of it's a cafe. And then you walk through this other door, almost like a little airlock. And then you're in a little cat lounge and you bring your stuff in there. But chicago is very strict and so we are only allowed to have a few kind of bottled beverages and tiny tiny bites to eat um no kitchen or anything um so people get a little bit of something or they stop somewhere before or people can order in and they can bring all of that in and then sit down and play with uh the adoptable cats
0: excellent and Do you find that people come in uh, as a novelty factor or do you have regulars?
1: We have regulars and I would say I always sit back and kind of observe who's who when I'm there and, you know, what are they doing? I'd say 50% of it is novelty, 25% of it is curiosity slash therapy. For lack of a better word. And then the other 25% are the people actually looking to adopt.
0: And have you found it successful with adoption?
1: I have. Um, We are at, so we've been open since December of 2018 and we are at 240, almost 240 adoptions. And then we've got 40 cats, about 40 cats in the space and then 40 cats in foster and waiting so that's about 320 cats already out of the shelter but then that's room for 320 more cats to come into the shelter so we you essentially double your impact by creating what is this big playful adorable foster home for cats
0: excellent and i'm assuming uh there's a charge to come into the cat cafe does that help with the running of the rescue
1: that is the that is the way we survive basically yes so there's a charge to come in and that's how i have staff that's how we have all the toys they play with the roof over their head yeah that's how we that's how we survive.
0: and one thing i've always wondered about rescue centers and uh and uh places like that you obviously love cats and you love your animals um how hard do you find it when you get attached to a particular animal?
1: Oh man, you know, sometimes I have not even been able to be there when the cat left because I was so attached that I knew I would just be sitting there bawling and I want that to be a happy experience for the people. So I'll leave it up to, um, there's a girl named Jessica, who's the cat care coordinator. And sometimes I'll say, hey, can you handle this one? Because I, I can't. I just can't be there. So.
0: And have you got cats yourself?
1: I do. I have two and I have a foster. So right now I'm at three.
0: <laughs> Excellent.
1: We've been up to 13
0: with fosters before. Really? Wow.
1: Yeah. One day my boyfriend walked in the door and there were two cats on the back patio. There were babies in the nursery upstairs and then our own house cats. <laughs> uh, Luckily, he loves cats just as much as i do
0: <laughs> excellent so if if people are looking to rescue a cat, is there something they need to consider before they do it?
1: I think there's there are so many things to consider um you know have they ever had one first of all and uh because a lot of people that haven't had cats they're not necessarily simple creatures, so uh do a little reading about cats and then uh there's always the cat versus kitten kind of thing so somebody comes in and they see a kitten and they oh my gosh i want that and it's so impulsive which is we don't do same day adoptions um to kind of curb that impulsivity um and lessen the the bring back rate um and then also for kittens it's now becoming a widely accepted thing that you adopt them in pairs because you adopt a kitten alone and it needs somebody to play with. It's going to be biting your toes in the middle of the night. It's it needs to put that energy somewhere and it needs to learn from another cat how to behave. So adopting kittens in pairs is so important. And then I would also say, even though you see that cute little shiny kitten, which I am not saying don't adopt, take a look at those cats too. And if that cat genuinely fits your personality and your lifestyle better, choose the cat or choose the senior cat that's just super chill and kind of laying there and you know not doing much because that's going to be a snuggly cat because they're old and they don't want to move around a lot. So a kitten, you're just going to have to wait until it's tired to even Get its attention, so lots of things to think about with adoption, and I you know we ask people on our application this is this could potentially be twenty years. Do you realize that?
0: Yeah, that's a long time,
1: yeah, because they they live longer now, we have better food for them, there's better care, um so kind of like us, they're living longer um, so just really, really, really think about that long term commitment and and costs
0: Hmm. yeah and with dogs definitely uh from a rescue point of view i know a bit more about um, that side of things but with dogs there's always a consideration to do with the background uh how they've been treated and things like that does that come into it with cats as well
1: it does um, because sometimes we've got cats that since we only take from the city shelter and the city shelter is a place where any person can walk in that door with any animal that has come from any situation. If we find out um, that we, oh, hey, my cat just jumped up on the computer, Um, (laughs) (laughs) of course he did. Um, If we find out that a cat has been in a hoarding situation. we always kind of watch the behavior of that cat a little longer. Um, because a lot of times they're more possessive over food and they need to be the only cat in the household because they've grown up in this horrible environment that has taught them that they have to fight for everything that they want. And even your affection, like they have to fight off every other cat. And they don't ever really know they're in a better situation truly. So they're, they're always in like this fight or flight. So, um, yeah, certain backgrounds lead to, okay, we need to adopt to somebody that's got a little more experience or understanding of this type of situation. So, or this type of personality.
0: Yeah. And in the UK, at least, um, I would have said the majority of cats, um, are, Inside and outside cats, um, so they go in through and things like that. Is it mainly home cats in in the US? Yes,
1: absolutely, one hundred percent. It is very. I, I would say that it's highly frowned upon to have an indoor outdoor cat. Um, just it because everybody's different, right? Everywhere is different. We had a volunteer one time. Um, I hope you don't mind me just kind of adding this in. Not at all. We had a volunteer one time and um, I said, oh, hey, can you scoop the litter? And he said, how? And I said, what? And he said, in Puerto Rico, we don't use litter. Litter's a luxury. And it never, those things never occurred to me. So it, it just kind of made me think of, I did not know that in um, in the UK that indoor-outdoor was how most cats live and you know honestly it makes me kind of jealous because sometimes i think these cats just want nothing more than to go lay in the grass but my god like people going 90 miles down the street i just it terrifies me so and then all the wildlife eating them and oh, it's just so many
0: things yeah uh, that's one area where we're quite lucky in the uk is it's normally going to be the other way around um the cat <laughs> may catch something <laughs> um but there's not that many things with perhaps the exception of another dog or something like that, uh, that's actually going to catch catch a cat because we don't have a, a huge amount of big wildlife. Um, but you're obviously in Chicago. Are you in the city of Chicago?
1: I am in the city, and believe it or not, I mean, there's deer, there's coyotes, there's foxes. Um, because even though Chicago is this huge, bustling, big city, you go 15 minutes to the west, you're in a flat, grassy type of area. So we're surrounded by all of this rural sort of area. And those animals, once they're, you know, if they don't find what they're looking for out there, they come in here. And so we've had, I mean, my mom is in Chicago and. She took a she was walking the dogs the other day and took a picture or took a video of a coyote along the walk with her, so it's very strange. it's a mix of you get this wildlife mixed in with this big city, and it's just strange
0: and the people that come to the um Windy Kitty Chicago, which by the way is an amazing name for a for a cat cafe
1: ah. <laughs> just waiting for like somebody to finally give me the Oh, is the kitty windy like instead of windy city like
0: <laughs> that didn't cross my mind actually, but I suppose it's gonna happen at some point, isn't it <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, sorry, um yeah, the people that that come is it a particular type of person, a particular age, or is it a big mix
1: and that's another thing I wish I could say yes, um, I would say the majority of people are young mid twenties thirties coming in there. Uh, That said, I'm a mom. So I decided I was gonna let kids in. So during the week, a lot of moms bring their children to kind of introduce them to the idea of having an animal around see how they act around them. A lot of adults bring their elderly parents in who can't have animals at the say they're at a senior home. Um, a lot of them want to feel that time with a cat again, but can't necessarily have them where they're at. Um, I, I mean, it's just, it's a variety all day, every day. I do not know who is coming in that door. I would say there's no typical demographic except for that, that 20, 30-year-old Instagrammer who wants that cute picture.
0: Oh, it's, that's why you think that's happening?
1: I do. And be, and I only say that because we, we get the pictures, we get tagged in them. And so we know that they're in there too. And we see them posing and stuff like that. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have a particularly photogenic cat or something like that that they always go for?
1: Kittens. Always the kittens, yep, and I don't blame them
0: they're adorable, yeah, definitely <laughs> and one thing I was going to ask you and um with the with the cats being uh almost solely by the sound of it indoor cats uh, in the uh, in your area of the u s at the very least um in this country, when you rescue a cat it's a big concern because they tend to be indoor and outdoor of them actually just running away. Have you got any tips or or of how people would get over that?
1: The biggest tip I can give is if you rescue an animal, cat, dog, bunny, whatever, and it does get out. The first person you should call, who's probably somebody who you'd be scared to normally call is call the rescue you adopted from, because typically they have a lot of resources, a lot of eyes, a lot of feet on the ground and a lot of contacts, and they can immediately put out on social media, um, a picture and a description and you know how that cat likes to maybe be approached contact them immediately social media has brought back so many animals it's it's phenomenal and then with cats also put something outside that is a familiar smell to them put their litter box outside put their food outside and don't run um don't run after them because they're probably freaking out um yeah those would be my tips
0: yeah they're definitely going to be quicker than you aren't they <laughs>
1: <laughs> mine have gotten out twice it's terrifying and i have to remember every single time despite my urge to run and grab them i have to walk so slowly and it kills me oh
0: yeah yep. it must be really really hard. And when you are running something like you are running and you are relying on people coming through the door, um, obviously costs. You must be weighing up costs and expense all the time. What What's the most expensive thing you do? Is it food?
1: We're lucky that we have someone that donates food to us. Uh, we don't get kitten food, but we get food for all the adult cats. The biggest cost for us is the staff and the lease. So we are in a part of Chicago that's kind of it's a relatively expensive area. So the cost just for the space is my biggest expense.
0: And it's just people coming through the door that pay for that.
1: You yeah, it blows my mind every month. Yes, it's incredible that I'm ama- I'm able to have enough people come through the door that we can keep the roof over their head. It's and on top of that like I said with the employees be able to afford the staff to care for them so i have yet to pay myself but um (laughs) i pay you know i don't i pay i don't pay them like a a huge amount but they get paid for their work and they work hard so um those that one appointment times a couple hundred people a week it adds up
0: yeah cool and where do you see uh, where do you see it going in the future? Have you got big plans?
1: I have huge plans. Huge. Um, I before I even opened the Windy Kitty, I just have a soft spot for neonatal kittens. So um, before I opened up, I started going to workshops and stuff about how, how to care for or- orphan kittens, and Inside the Windy Kitty, we are actually the only cat cafe that has a kitten nursery. So, in August of my first year, my crazy self just decided I'm going to build a little nursery in here and we're going to be able to save more kittens because kittens are the first to get euthanized if they're under a certain age at the shelter. And a lot of people don't know that they're a highly euthanized population. If they can't take care of themselves, then there's no one in the the city shelter to take care of them overnight. They die overnight. So instead of letting that happen, they put them out of their misery. So I said, Nope, we're going to do some more we're going to help some more kittens. So I built a kitten nursery. It has, it's sold out all day, every day from Friday to Sunday. It's incredible. Um, and then next, what I'm doing is building a separate shelter, So we've got the cat cafe. I'm building something called the Chicago kitten nursery. And it's kind of under the umbrella of on Instagram, it's the kitten rescue project. And on Facebook, it's the same thing. Um, We're building a facility that will house um, all of the overflow kittens from the Chicago, from the city shelters, and even from off the streets so that no more kittens have to die. So we're going to have a bottle baby room mush baby room and mush babies are kind of like the ones that are just getting off the bottle but not quite independent we're going to have a room for mom cats with their baby cats so they can stay together Um, and then we're going to have a room for sick kittens and then something else that we're doing i have a volunteer who is a domestic violence counselor and Mm -hmm. something she brought up to me was that there's a lot of people that stay in horrible situations and won't get out of them because they don't want to lose their cat, or they're afraid their cat will get hurt. Because they have to go to a shelter, but they have nowhere to bring their animals. So we're building about 15 um, kind of boarding kennels, Mm -hmm. that'll be nice and cozy and sweet. for people, I don't even want to say women because it can be anybody. For people in domestic violence situations, so there will be four rooms to care for different levels of kittens, and then fifteen shelters for uh, the pets of people in domestic violence situations. We're gonna have a classroom so that we can teach um, teach trap, neuter, return, because if we don't start trapping the cats start trapping more cats, spay neuter, mm. and then either releasing them back out or putting them up for adoption, we're never going to solve any of the overpopulation problems. So, I would say that's a really really huge step forward. Um mm. that's my next chapter and I hope for it to be open by 2020. So,
0: not long now then.
1: No. I've got a fundraiser going and it's like I think I'm around 10 percent fulfilled and it's just uh, but i know it's going to happen because i don't give up easily so
0: (laughs) brilliant that's really good and it's it's always nice to speak to someone who's passionate about something um, um and it's a sounds like a fantastic cause and reading between the lines is there a lot of stray cats in chicago
1: oh you know i just met with someone yesterday or the other day who was taking one of our more fractious cats to be in a foster home. And she threw a number out there. I don't know if it's true. But she said, we've got 200,000 cats running around out there. And I mean, these people are out every single day trapping cats. And they're, they're getting carfuls. And I watched Uh, my foster kittens, the woman in Las Vegas, she goes out almost every night and comes, you know, to the shelter with a carload of cats and kittens. It's incredible how many cats are out there and you see them all the time. And, you know, this is around the world. I don't, I went to Jerusalem last year, everywhere, everywhere. And as far as I know, there's one woman, Tova Saul. She was taking care of the majority of the problem in just the city of Jerusalem. But they were everywhere. We were sitting and having lunch by the Mediterranean Sea, and a cat walked up. It's just so many people do not believe in altering their animal, and that leads to such such problems for mm-hmm. The rest of the cat community and the cats themselves it's sad
0: and a lot of these cats being being born the kittens being born um out in the wild if that's the right way of putting it or is it no right? Okay.
1: no that's the perfect way to put it they're all being born out there they're being born on the street they're being found in dumpsters they're being found in abandoned cars because the moms just go wherever they can to feel safe from to keep their babies safe from predators. Um, it's it's sad. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah.
0: And are you the only cat cafe in Chicago?
1: Not there's two others.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, we all opened right around the same time, I would say within three or four months of each other. So it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's it's even more fascinating to me that we can have three cat cafes. And all of us are equally as busy with guests because ah, that just means people want to spend time with cats and people are adopting cats. So it's great. And Treehouse Humane Society who has the cat cafe furthest north. north. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I could be getting this wrong. Uh, so somebody can look it up. But they take um, FIV cats. So They have a kind of a special population and that is really special to me. You know, I've got the kittens and that's my special deal. And they've got the FIV cats.
0: Sorry, FIV?
1: Yeah. So it's a, it's an illness they will not get rid of. And it's something that should the, should a cat bite another cat hard enough, they can actually transfer that. So a lot of times in the past, those cats were put to sleep immediately now there's certain groups and groups of people that are saying no those cats deserve just as long of a life as any other cat um i don't know if you know who cole and marmalade is
0: i don't to be honest no
1: okay they're um instagram youtube kind of cats but they cohabitate cole does not have fiv marmalade does and I just I find it really precious when an organization decides that kind of an underserved cat community um, deserves just as much of a shot. So I have a special place in my heart for what Treehouse
0: does. Excellent. Brilliant. And it sounds like everyone in Chicago, the three you've mentioned and and yourself are doing an amazing job. um, And your plans seem very large, which is which is great to hear. It's brilliant.
1: Yeah, I think that you know there are a lot of people all over the world doing i'm saying thank you in my roundabout sort of way thank you yes but there are a ton of people doing a ton of work and i'm inspired every day by the people i see
0: all over yeah definitely brilliant and if people wanted to look you up uh get in contact um and maybe help with some of the fundraising or anything like that how would they go about that
1: oh Man, that would be awesome. So, there's so many ways you can directly give it PayPal um, to Chicago Cat Chicks, and there's a link to that in our on Instagram. You can go to Windy Kitty Cat Cafe or Kitten Rescue Project, and in the bio, there's links of ways to donate on the Kitten Rescue page. There's a GoFundMe. You can there's a link to donate there. Um, you can buy t-shirts the proceeds from some of the t-shirts that you see on our online shop go towards the kitten rescue project so lots of ways to give
0: excellent good yeah brilliant well thank you very much for joining us it's been really interesting talking to you and uh, we wish you every success and uh, we'll definitely follow you online and, and see how all the plans go
1: thank you and i'm glad that olivia's come in hopefully someday you make it over and we'll meet you but if not make it over to lady (laughs) Dinah's.
0: brilliant thank you so much thank you bye so that was our fantastic interview with jenny from the windy kitty cat cafe which believe it or not has taken me a little while to to get the knack of actually she's saying. Um, great interview and really, really interesting talking to her about how she got into it and uh, how she's helping so many cats in Chicago and long may it continue. Um, before we go, before we finish the podcast, I wanted to say that I'm recording this just before Black Friday and it's going out on Black Friday. Um, we are doing an offer on our 500 gram New Dog Raw. So we've got four flavours. We've got chicken, turkey lamb and beef all complete um and we're doing buy two get one free just for black friday and the saturday after i'm not entirely sure what the dates are but basically the saturday after black friday the offer will be on as well um we're going to post that all over social as well so you you'll get to see that but if you've made it all the way to the end of the the podcast thank you very much for listening um and we hope that you join us next time